the Panda Podvig Valentine's Day Special with figs from Cherry Larry, Starry Day 13 and Enchanted Land Coffee. Melting into you by Cherry Larry. Rating Teen and Up Audiences. Relationship Zayn Malik, Liam Payne. Additional Tags Date Night, Married Couple, Valentine's Day, Kissing, Fluff, Domestic Fluff. Summary The front door to the house closes and Liam sighs with a smile. He turns to Zane standing next to him and kisses him on the lips. A whole weekend to ourselves, can you believe it? It doesn't quite seem real, but it is, Zane says, going in for another kiss. It's still early. Our reservation isn't for another four hours, Liam gets in between kisses. Zane pushes him against the door. What are we gonna do? Oh, I have some ideas, Zane says, moving down to kiss Liam's neck. Bye girls, be good for your grandparents, alright? Liam blows a kiss to Iris and Peony. Bye daddies, the girls yell out waving enthusiastically and running to the car. Have fun, you two, Karen winks. Mom! The front door to the house closes and Liam sighs with a smile. He turns to Zane standing next to him and kisses him on the lips. A whole weekend to ourselves, can you believe it? It doesn't quite seem real, but it is, Zane says, going in for another kiss. It's still early, our reservation isn't for another four hours. Liam gets in between kisses. Zane pushes him against the door. What are we gonna do? Oh, I have some ideas, Zane says, moving down to kiss Liam's neck. Liam gasps as Zane sucks a mark on the birthmark on his throat. Liam grabs Zane's face to kiss him again. He runs his hands underneath Zane's shirt, just rubbing his thumb above the waistband of Zane's sweats. Zane pulls away and grabs Liam's hand, leading them to their bedroom. Later, they are laying in bed, sweaty and satisfied. Having four-year-old twin girls really reduces the amount of sex they have. Zane's running his fingers through Liam's chest hair absentmindedly, the activities of the last hour catching up to him. He turns just enough to see the clock on the nightstand. They have time for a little nap, he thinks. Nap time? Liam asks, reading Zane's mind. It's creepy when you do that. Do what? Read my mind. I was just looking to see if we had time to take a nap, and then you said that. Liam kisses the lips tattoo on Zane's chest. That's what happens when you're together for almost a whole decade, babe. You can't hide anything from me. Not that I'd really want to, Zane whispers, then yawns. Let's sleep now. We have time. 
I'll set an alarm so that we have enough time to shower and get ready before we go to the restaurant. The alarm goes off and Zane groans when Liam pulls away to stop it. It's time to get up, see? Come on. Liam urges, throwing the covers off of them and getting up. Zane groans again and Liam chuckles. Why did we nap? It's so much worse when we nap before dinner. Zane whines. I know, but we tired ourselves out, if you remember. You started it. Liam shrugs and makes his way to the bathroom, turning around at the doorway with a cheeky smirk. I'll wash your hair for you if you get up. Zane sighs. He can never say no to an offer like that, so he gets up and follows his husband into the bathroom, dragging his feet only a little bit. The reservation that Liam made is for an Italian restaurant. Not too casual, but definitely not too fancy either. Liam has dressed in a black button-up shirt, black trousers and white sneakers. Zane is dressed similarly, except black dress shoes instead. They make quite an attractive pair, if Liam says to himself. Welcome, gentlemen. Do we have a reservation? The host greets them. Liam nods. Yes, too for Malik Payne. The host looks at his tablet and taps a few things. He grabs two menus. Right this way. He leads them to a table in a secluded corner. There's a candle in the middle of the table and Zane pulls out Liam's chair for him with a kiss on the cheek. The host places the menus on the table and gives a little bow before leaving them alone. How nice is it that we don't have to fight with the girls for them to sit down? Liam sighs happily. It is very nice. We should definitely have our parents take them more often. Zane agrees, picking up the menu. What do you say we splurge on a bottle of wine tonight? It's Valentine's Day, a special occasion. I think we deserve it. That sounds wonderful. The waitress comes over a couple minutes later and they order their wine plus some water. She comes back with their drinks quickly and takes their food order. Zane decides to get simple spaghetti with meat sauce and Liam gets chicken parmigiana. They zip on their wine, nibble on the basket of rolls on the table and talk about everything and nothing as they wait for their food to arrive. After Liam and Zane have finished their meal, they decline the offer of dessert, having something else in mind for that. Liam pays the bill and they walk arm in arm out of the restaurant. They drop their arms so they can hold hands out to the car and Liam gently pushes Zane against the side of the car to kiss him. You look so good in black, Liam breathes against Zane's mouth. Zane grunts, winds his arms around Liam's shoulders and pulls him in close. You want to talk? They resume kissing in the parking lot until they hear the car parked next to them unlocking and suddenly remember they are in public. Zane pulls away, Liam chasing his lips as he does, but Zane stops him. Let's go home. Liam nods and after one more parting kiss and grind of his hips against Zane, he walks around the car to the driver's side. The ride home is charged. Zane leaves his hand on Liam's thigh as he drives and Liam holds tight onto the steering wheel. When Liam finally pulls into the driveway and parks the car, he immediately pulls Zane in for a deep, filthy kiss. Meet me in the bedroom, baby. I'll be up in a minute. Zane's breath hitches, but he nods and gets out of the car. Liam stays there and watches as Zane fumbles with the keys, dropping them once before finally getting the door open. He waits a minute before heading inside himself, excited to see what's waiting for him.
he's so damn lucky. The end. That was Melting Into You by Cherry Larry. Rose Quartz by Starry Day 13 Rating Teen and Up Audiences Relationship Harry Styles, Louis Tomlinson Additional Tags Fluff Valentine's Day Mild Hurt Comfort Friends to Lovers Summary it's definitely not the first or the last Valentine's Day they're spending together. Lou just needs to show up. Harry is pretty sure Louis isn't going to come home on time. He puts his phone back on the table, face down and blows out the candles. They were the only light source in the small kitchen and now he's just sitting in the dark. February 13, 2012 Stop staring at me! Harry whispers with a grin, not even looking Louis' way, only feeling a stare on his profile. I am doing no such thing, Louis whispers back, teasingly, and Harry grins wider. He shakes his head at him and continues taking his notes. To be quite honest, he has no idea what the professor is saying, but he's still doing more than Louis is right now. Has. Louis nudges his elbow with the tips of his fingers poking out of the sweater paw. Shut up, Harry laughs quietly, and then again when Louis huffs next to him. Pay attention. No, Louis says almost incredulously, and Harry just laughs again. The professor shoots them a glare. What are you doing tomorrow? Louis keeps going. Harry shrugs, an amused smile still playing on his lips. Nothing. Was gonna get dinner at Zane's as usual, but he's got a date. Hmm. The sound Louis makes is almost strangely non-committal, and when Harry looks at him, he's holding a pen, Harry's, and writing down something the professor is saying on a random scrap of paper the conversation seemingly forgotten. When the lecture is over, Louis grabs all his stuff miraculously quickly, shooting him a bye Harry and basically running out of the door. Harry stays in his seat with a confused frown on his face for a moment and when he looks back down he notices the heart-shaped lollipop tucked into the pencil case that's open on his desk. The corners of his lips turn up slightly as he pulls it out, wrapped in a scrap of paper a tiny rectangle Louis must have ripped off of his original scrap of paper. The lollipop is light pink, wrapped in that annoying way that's always too difficult to unwrap, and the paper has, in Louis' handwriting, a messy Valentine's, with a small smiley face with X's instead of eyes. The person behind him honks, and Louis rolls his eyes. His fingers are nervously tapping the steering wheel, 
his leg is bouncing and the cars around him are not moving any faster. Or at all, for that matter. The person honks again, more aggressive. February 14, 2014. They're holding hands, running through the aisles and laughing, stopping occasionally in the middle of the liquor section to make out right up against the dry wines, and Harry knows that Liam and Niall will give them shit for it tomorrow, what with their dinner and a movie and a bouquet of roses type of deals they both got going on tonight. But right now he thinks this might be the best date of his life. He's standing breathlessly next to Louis, who is very seriously critiquing the available selection of chocolate, and his hands are shaking a little with excitement, and honestly, fuck dinners and movies. Louis sighs theatrically, and grabs a random box of chocolate, with a generic chocolate name in a generic aggressively red heart-shaped box, and then he grabs Harry's hand again and pulls him away. What else are we getting? Harry asks, looking distractedly at their intertwined fingers, and how Louis' thumb is slowly stroking the back of Harry's hand, despite how everything else moves so quickly. Hmm, booze? Condoms? I kinda like those sunglasses over there, Louis shrugs, pointing the chocolate towards a heart-shaped pair of sunglasses, lonely, where they have been haphazardly shoved back into their place on the stand. These ain't gonna protect your eyes from shit, Harry tells him, but he's grinning. They're like two pounds, and this is a Tesco. You are ruining the spirit of love, Louis says, pinching Harry's side, then quickly sliding the glasses over his eyes. I shall not tolerate that. They pay for their things and rush to the car. They left their jackets in the back seat before they left, and the air is freezing, and Louis takes ages to find the keys in his pockets. As soon as the doors are unlocked, Harry is climbing into the back seat and pulling on both of the jackets at once clumsily, while Louis laughs at him and tries to arrange the things they bought on the dashboard. If you don't get here in the next 10 seconds, I'm going to get off by myself and then make you drive around until I fall asleep, like a baby. I don't really think babies get off love, Louis says, but he's closing the door and taking his shirt off and it's dark outside and there are no other cars in the parking lot and home feels too far away right now. They spent the night there on the back seat, hidden behind the steamed up windows. Louis isn't picking up his phone, and honestly, Harry is starting to get a little worried. He's staring blankly at the food cooling down on the table and biting his lip. He knows Louis isn't being late on purpose. He just wanted this Valentine's to be special. February 14, 2016 He has it all ready before Louis arrives. He successfully kicks Zane out, Whatever, I've got better things to do anyway, he grumbles before pecking him on the cheek and leaving their flat. Cleans up, gathers all the blankets and pillows they own in the living room and starts filling the bath. Louis isn't used to this, these kind of dates, the romance of it all. And even though Harry is a little bit nervous about how he'll react, he's also pretty sure he's going to love it. Just because Harry prepared it for them. Louis is nice like that. Harry's tummy is full of butterflies. He presses his hand against it softly. He can hear Louis curse as he accidentally stamps the door into the wall when he arrives, followed by an eager, Has? In here, 
Harry yells back, and his voice sounds a little bit strange, and he turns off the faucet and turns the lights off so it's only him and the candles. Louis rushes across the flat to him, pauses at the bathroom door. We building a fort tonight? His eyes are big and shiny, and he almost died sliding across the floor in his socks, and Harry is in love with him. Yeah, he whispers, grabbing Louis' jittery hands, pulling him inside. But we're taking a bath first. You just don't want me to dirty your precious blankets, Louis accuses him playfully. But then there's the sparkle of joy in his eyes, so Harry pulls him in more and presses a kiss to his eyelid. You caught me, he murmurs into the space between Louis' eyebrows. But at least I made it aesthetically pleasing, like a romantic gesture. I can wash your hair, Louis hums. I bought you flowers, and this? It's like a lingerie thing, and it's probably childish. Shush, Harry shakes his head. Get in the tub already. You're perfect. By the time they get out, the flowers are half dead out of water, and their fingers are all pruny. Louis reluctantly pulls his clothes back on, while Harry starts working on their fort in his new baby doll nightgown. The small box is burning a hole in the pocket of Louis' pants, but it's not enough. It never feels like enough. And once he finally manages to get off the highway, his breath short and hands still shaky, he parks the car and runs to a random shop. He feels like he needs something else, flowers or chocolates or heart-shaped lollipops, but the shops are already closed. He stands on the empty street alone on Valentine's Day, embarrassingly late for his date, the wannabe diamond carving imaginary insults into his thigh. February 14, 2018 Louis snoring gets so loud, Harry can hear him all the way to the bathroom, even through the closed doors. He giggles, washing his face carefully, then grabbing the red lipstick he bought just yesterday. Biting his bottom lip in concentration, he leans over the sink towards the mirror, slowly doodling a heart, a little bit clumsy, but still cute. There. Smiling softly at his reflection, he grabs the lipstick with his entire palm, a little like a toddler holding a crayon in their small, chubby hands, and puts it on his lips. In the bedroom, Louis stirs. Harry tiptoes back to the bed where Louis is still asleep, shirtless, the covers kicked almost completely off the bed. He is lying on his stomach, his face turned towards Harry with his cheek squished adorably against the pillow. Harry presses a cherry red kiss against Louis' other cheek. Two of them, then a little further up, to his temple, then down, his lips pressing against his jaw, his shoulder, shoulder blade, leaving sticky, heart-shaped marks behind. Moving back up, Louis' eyes are shut just a tad too tightly, and when Harry's warm breath hits his face, he breaks into a smile. Morning, Harry whispers, pressing one last kiss to Louis' nose when he turns his head. The lipstick is all wiped off already. You're terrible, actually, Louis murmurs, but he wraps his arms around Harry's torso and pulls him into bed on top of him. He wraps around him like a koala, and Harry knows he's cold, and he knows that neither of them will be and he knows that neither of them will bother to pick up the covers to warm them up. I wanted to make you breakfast in bed today. Why do you wake up so early? Harry hums with a smile. I'm still in bed. Louis shakes his head with an exaggerated pout. Nuh-uh, 
you're in bed again. Besides, the surprise is ruined now. Harry giggles. Sorry, darling. With a cheeky wink, one that makes Louis' whole face scrunch up and makes Harry want to keep kissing him, always, forever, Louis rolls out of bed and with surprisingly little grumbling makes his way to the kitchen to make pancakes. He tries calling his mum, but she must be busy because she doesn't pick up. It's stupid, he knows, but he doesn't know what to do. He's not even upset, he's not mad or disappointed, but there's something strange inside him and he can't bring himself to stand up from the table, get ready for bed. There are tears forming in Harry's eyes and outside, as if in solidarity, it starts raining. February 14, 2020 It's freezing outside and Harry refuses to admit it, but this was a very bad idea. They're sitting on top of a big blanket, their legs crossed, and he's pointedly ignoring the way Louis' arms are folded across his chest and the way he's glaring at him. He knows Louis doesn't mean it. Should have just stayed home, Louis grumbles, his eyebrows adorably furrowed and his lips in a small pout, threatening to widen into a smile Louis is stubbornly pushing down. Shut up, babe, Harry grins at him, at his mouth turning a little blue and his nose a little pink. Did you really want to die without being able to say you went on a Valentine's Day picnic? Oh, so we are dying here then. Romantic, Louis says sarcastically, but Harry can see him eyeing the strawberries in their basket. They're cut into little hearts. It took ages and Harry's hard work will not go to waste. Just take the damn strawberry, Lou. He rolls his eyes playfully and takes out the bowl of fruit. It's February. Hmm, sure is. Harry nods, feeding him the fruit, and despite all the drama, he takes it eagerly. Looks like he could even lick Harry's fingers clean. He chews quickly with the throne still present. Happy Valentine's Day. I love you. Yeah, yeah, he says, and it's getting harder to stop the smile from crinkling his eyes. You're taking care of me when I inevitably get pneumonia. Now give me more strawberries, please. It's fucking raining. Louis chuckles wetly at the fucking irony of his life and quickly gets back in his car, swiping his wet fringe off his forehead. He lets out a quiet sob, checking the time on the car clock. One hour off, because he refused to change it for daylight savings the last time, and pulls out into the road, defeated. February 14, 2022 The house is a disaster. Harry stops in the hallway and does a quick math in his head. He's one and a half minutes late. Definitely not enough time for Louis to notice and spontaneously turn into the Hulk. Right? He takes a careful step forward. Babe? He calls and then jumps back when he hears a loud bang. Shit, fuck, shit! Louis curses quietly in the kitchen, moments before he appears in front of Harry, his nice shirt all wrinkled and hair messy. He gives Harry an innocent grin. Hey, love, you're home early. Harry squints his eyes suspiciously, but his nose scrunches with fondness. He can't help it. It happens to him sometimes, involuntarily. No, I'm not, he says slowly. Well, Louis trails off, his hands fidgeting in front of him as he scrams, 
looking over his shoulder towards the kitchen. Well, the dinner's not done yet, so you are. Harry can hear the da in his tone. Right. You're making dinner. He raises his eyebrows. I... One more look back. Yeah? I don't like how you made that a question. Harry takes his shoes off quickly. Let me see. No! Louis holds his arms out, like he's trying to tame a wild beast, not his concerned boyfriend trying to potentially save the house from burning down. I got this. You go... sit down. Okay, Harry draws out, and trying to get a sneaky glance at the state of the kitchen, he makes his way to the living room. It could be worse, honestly. There are dishes everywhere and a mysterious sauce on the tiles, but it could be worse. He lets himself breathe out. Later, in about two hours of Louis' hushed curses and cries and stays, he is shyly presented with an edible meal and a kiss and an I love you, and he has to clean the kitchen later, but well, it could be worse. February 14, 2023, 22.34 Harry doesn't realize he fell asleep until he hears the keys turn in the lock. They are drying tear tracks on his cheeks and he quickly wipes them off, scrambles to grab the lighter, lighting the candles again. A little desperately, he looks at the food still on the table, cold. He lets out a shaky breath. He waits for Louis to come find him. He doesn't hear anything, though, and after a while he speaks up. Lou? A sniffle. He turns around, and there's Louis, leaning against the doorframe with wet clothes, wet hair and wet cheeks. Heather. Louis, oh my, I'm sorry. What? I'm sorry I'm late, Hazard. Didn't mean to. Harry walks over to him, grabbing him gently by the waist and pulling him in. Louis buries his face in Harry's neck and sniffles more, his arms still hanging by his sides. I didn't mean to, and you... you made dinner, and I didn't... didn't come, and... Shh! Harry strokes his back softly until Louis takes a proper deep breath and brings his arms up around Harry's neck. It's okay. No, wanted to have a special day. Louis pulls away, wiping his nose angrily. But then my boss kept us there late, and then there was so much fucking traffic, and then I wanted to, but they closed, and, and it started raining. Harry watches him a little confused, running his hand soothingly up and down Louis' arms. Louis lets out a sad chuckle. And you made dinner and it looks so lovely, Heather, so lovely, and my present is... Hey, Harry stops him. You're here now, yeah? Louis searches his eyes for a few seconds, like he's trying to figure out whether or not Harry is mad at him, then wipes his eyes with his fists. Tonight is a disaster, Harry chuckles. The dinner did get cold by now, I'm pretty sure. I'm sorry. I love you, Harry replies, because he doesn't care. About presents, or what time it is, or about how his shirt is all wet from having Louis all over him, because they are together now. I love you, Louis says it back. Of course he does, he always does. He presses a kiss against Harry's nose, and cheeks, and temples, and then his lips, his lips, his lips. So much, actually. Like, 
a crazy amount. Harry giggles. Louis nudges his dimple softly with his nose. In fact, um, I love you. He takes a small step back, just to create enough space so he can reach into his pocket for the box and just enough space so he can open it and press it clumsily into Harry's hand. I love you this much. And, well, Harry did know it was happening, because throughout the years they have talked about it millions of times, but he still can't help the soft gasp that escapes him at the sight. He swallows, the quiet laugh tumbling out of his mouth without his permission. How much is that? Louis hasn't said the words, but he doesn't need to, because Harry is grinning and he is holding the ring back to Louis and sticking out his hand at him so he can put the ring on the finger it belongs to and they both know the answer. Forever, Louis murmurs, and Harry is kissing him and neither of them is thinking about dinner anymore. I love you forever. The end. That was... Rose Quartz by Starry Day 13 You by Enchanted Land Coffee. Rating General Audiences. Relationship Harry Styles, Louis Tomlinson. Additional texts include Valentine's Day, Jealous Louis Tomlinson, Late Night Phone Calls, Access to Lovers, Misunderstandings, Happy Ending. Summary you heading home, mate? Liam asked as the movie ended, softly nudging Zane to wake him up. Is it alright if I just keep here, Peno? Louis answered, taking a zip of his beer as he stretched his legs out, having been sitting on them for the majority of the movie. You sure, Lou? You're only down the hall, and I'm sure Harry'd be worried if you didn't come home. Nah, I'm sure he'll be just fine by himself for one night. Besides, I'm pretty sure Nick's over there. Louis drawled, finishing off his beer as he searched his pockets for his phone. Liam winced at the bitter tone in his friend's voice. Or, Louis calls his ex on Valentine's Day. You heading home, mate? Liam asked as the movie ended softly nudging Zane to wake him up. Is it alright if I just keep here, Peno? Louis answered, taking a zip of his beer as he stretched his legs out, having been sitting on them for the majority of the movie. You sure, Lou? You're only down the hall, and I'm sure Harry'd be worried if you didn't come home. Nah, I'm sure he'll be just fine by himself for one night. Besides, I'm pretty sure Nick's over there, Louis drawled, finishing off his beer as he searched his pockets for his phone. Liam winced at the bitter tone in his friend's voice. Call him at least, Lou. The last thing we need is Harry banging on my door because you didn't come home, Liam pleaded, picking up a sleepy Zane and heading towards their room, 
leaving Louis sprawled out in the living room, searching the sofa for his phone. You know you're not my dad, right? He called, hearing a chuckle from Zane and a groan from Liam. I don't hear the phone ringing, Liam yelled back as him and Zane disappeared into their room, Zane calling a night Lou before the door slammed shut. Call him, he says, Louis mocked, finally fishing his phone out of the couch cushions. I'll call him, all right? He winced at the brightness of his screen, thumbing through his contacts. Since when did he notice many people? Ah, Harold. Giving himself a silent cheer, he pressed the call button, placing the phone between his shoulder and ear as he stood up, heading towards the kitchen. He rifled through the fridge, praying that the call would go to voicemail. Hello? A gruff voice answered, causing Louis to nearly drop the bottle of water he was holding. Harry? Louis? Why are you calling me at two in the morning? Aren't you in the other room? Louis winced at the mention of the time, his previous anger switching into a feeling of guilt at the premise of waking Harry up. Shit, I'm so sorry, Hess. I didn't realize what time it was. I let you go back to sleep. He hurried, moving to grab his phone. Lou, it's fine. What were you calling for? I'm assuming the phone call means you didn't come home last night? Louis sighed and closed the fridge quietly, hopping up onto the nearest kitchen stool. I thought I'd stay at Liam and Zane's tonight. You know, give you two some space, he answered, fiddling with the label on the bottle. I mean, that's nice of you, but wait. What do you mean, you two? You know, you and Nick. I know that you guys had a date tonight, last night. Though I'm not sure why you didn't just have it today, what with it being Valentine's and all that, Louis stated, proffering in confusion. He remembered Nick messaging him that night about his plans with Harry and a subtle request to vacate the apartment for the night. The message being the cause of his dramatic exit from his flat and the spontaneous movie night he'd convinced his friends to join. Lou, he heard Harry sigh, picturing his friend sitting up in there, his, bed, and running his hands through his hair. I didn't have a date with Nick tonight. I wouldn't do that to you. You could have, you know, Louis whispered, the next sentence killing him to add. It's my fault we're not together anymore. You should be able to date who you please. Someone who makes you happy. Not someone who causes an argument over the stupidest thing. He heard a muffled sob, his heart instantly breaking for the other boy. Lou, I don't want to date anyone else. It's always been you and it always will be you. Please never forget that. Harry's voice was particularly stable as he reassured Louis, no sign of wavering or sob. But Nick asked me to leave, Louis trailed off, noticing the anguish in his own voice as he realized the tears that had pulled in his eyes. Can you come home now? Harry asked. Laughter evident in his tone. I swear it will make sense when you get here. Louis nodded, forgetting that Harry couldn't see him and hung up the phone, jumping off the stool and sending a quick text to Liam explaining everything. He rushed out of the flat and down the hall, fumbling with his keys to open the door. Lou? He heard Harry call, as he locked the door and entered the living room, immediately seeing photos dangling from various surfaces. He wandered around the room slowly, not seeing his boy waddle out of the bedroom, wrapped in a duvet. I asked Nick to get you out of the house for a bit, Harry admitted, pulling the duvet tightly around himself. He and Niall volunteered to help me get you back. We thought you'd only be gone for a few hours, hence the candles and the food. Harry gestured to the picnic basket Louis had overlooked. 
The plan was to remind you of the amazing times we had together. And then at midnight, I was going to ask you to be my boyfriend again. The young boy mumbled, taking in Louis' expression. Louis quickly crossed the room, enveloping the taller boy in a tight hug. Yes, a million times yes, he answered, pulling back from Harry only to kiss the younger boy. Happy Valentine's, babe. The end. That was Always You by Enchanted Land Coffee. The end for real. That was Melting Into You by Cherry Larry. Rose Quartz by Starry Day 13. And Always You by Enchanted Land Coffee. Red by Red Panda.